0: Hi friends, I'm Tierney.
1: And I'm Shelby.
0: This is a special episode of Dead Dead Drunk. Drunk.
1: Okay, hey guys, this is a special episode where I'm gonna talk about a short case, and then we'll get into a discussion about it. And we might have smart things to say, or we might have stupid drunk things to say, but we'll see.
0: You know, probably a mix of both.
1: Yeah, a healthy mix. It's gonna be a good...
0: All about balance.
1: Yeah. Just like life. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let me get right into it. I'll first tell you about the case. On November 13th, 1998, eight-year-old Maddie Clifton disappeared from her neighborhood in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, yeah, we're in Florida. Um,
0: That's like all the Florida, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the police first suspected a neighbor who had been arrested twice, 15 to 20 years earlier, for sexual assault cases. But both of those cases had been dropped. This neighbor failed a lie detector test, but was able to provide an alibi establishing his innocence in relation to the missing Maddie Clifton. I don't know what that alibi was, but it was good enough to get him out of the the charge. At that point, the police called off the search, but the community came together and over 400 volunteers continued to search for the little girl. A reward was offered initially set at $50,000 and then later doubled. The case gained so much notoriety that our good old friend America's Most Wanted, even offered to broadcast the story. Wow. A week after the little girl's appearance, the search ended when one of the Clifton's neighbors, Melissa Phillips, went to clean her son's room. Melissa noticed that his waterbed seemed to be leaking, but as she went to investigate further, she discovered Maddie's body hidden inside <gasps> the base of the bed.
0: How old was this kid? 14. Oh.
1: Immediately, Melissa ran across the street to notify the police, and later that day, Josh Phillips, Melissa's 14-year-old son, was arrested at his school and held in a maximum security facility.
0: Oh my god, I just got full body chills. What?
1: Phillips confessed to the murders and explained that the event happened while he was home alone and Maddie came over asking him to come outside and play baseball. Phillips agreed, despite the fact that he was not allowed to have friends over while his parents were not home. For anyone else, violating this rule would not have been such a big deal. But Phillips had a deep fear of his abusive father that the rest of us, hopefully, didn't have to keep us in check. In one investigation discovery show, I believe it's called Killer Kids, he discusses one instance where his father just barreled through his bedroom door. If you've never seen a grown man bash through a door, let me tell you, it's it's terrifying. Oh my god. On another show called Too Young to Kill, 15 Shocking Crimes, Josh stated that he once saw his father put his fist through a wall. So, in short, Phillips breaking this rule was a more weighted decision than it would be for most of us at the age of 18. As the two kids were playing, Maddie threw the ball at him and he hit it right back into her eye. Maddie, of course, began to cry and scream in pain, which Phillips feared would grab the attention of his father, who would be coming home at any minute. Phillips panicked and decided to drag Maddie back to his room, where he then proceeded to strangle her with a phone cord for approximately 15 minutes. Soon after, he hit her with a baseball bat and stuffed her under the base of his bed. When Phillips' father returned home, Phillips went and met with him for a few minutes before returning to his room. That's when he heard the moaning under his bed and realized that Maddie was still alive. Oh my god. Phillips then removed the mattress and stabbed her 11 times, killing her. Phillips' trial was held in Polk County, Florida, and despite being only 14 years of age, he was tried as an adult. He was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole at 14. Then began the appeals process. In 2002, an appeals court upheld Phillips' original conviction and sentence. Then in 2004, Melissa Phillips, now a widow since the death of her husband in 2000, thank God we didn't need that guy. Oh my God began to fight for a new trial for her son, arguing that his young age at the time of the murder should have carried more weight in his sentence. In 2008, two of the officials behind the sentence, State Attorney Harry Shorestein and Sheriff Nat Glover, confirmed their belief that Phillips deserved jail time, but admitted to having second thoughts about the no-parole life sentence they bestowed upon the 14-year-old. Which I would, too. Yeah... In 2012, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that sentencing juveniles to mandatory life in prison without the possibility of parole was unconstitutional. Three years later, Phillips's attorneys decided to use the Supreme Court ruling to file a re-sentencing hearing. In September of 2016, after Phillips' case was successfully appealed to the court, he was granted a new sentencing hearing and a date was set for February 2017. However, when that time came around, Phillips' lawyers asked for more prep time, and a new date was set for June 2017. At the hearing, the mother of little Maddie Clifton made a plea for Phillips' original sentence to stand. Since Maddie didn't get a second chance at life, she argued that Josh shouldn't either. Josh took the stand and finally had the chance to address the family. He expressed his remorse for his terrible action and explained that having to grow up in prison taught him true suffering— and he expressed his desire to try and right his wrong by doing what he could outside of prison to make the world a better place. His words went unheard that day and Phillips was resentenced to life in prison, but is now eligible for parole in 2023. He will be 39. Not to diminish the horrible nature of the crime, but I wanted to discuss this issue, which I find is a huge one in the prison system as a whole. I understand that if it was my child, I would for sure want the person that took my child from me to spend the rest of their life sitting in a dark room with no one around, just waiting for death. Mm-hmm. But the idea behind the prison system is rehabilitation. And if we don't give them the chance to apologize and earn our forgiveness, right? then aren't we just throwing them away?
0: Yeah, I, I think the word that you said that I was thinking of is like forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I feel like him rotting away in prison isn't I don't know I don't know how to phrase this but like it's not doing anything for anybody like if I were her mom like yeah obviously I want him to pay for what he did right but hasn't he but yeah he and also grew it's up like in prison wouldn't it feel better for her to eventually know that he learned from that and turned his life around and became something because of her daughter yeah. I don't know I don't know because it's he's 14 years old like your brain isn't fully developed like there's obviously he had some issues with his family and uh.
1: Yeah, it's a difficult issue because I I had the same feeling initially that you had that like yeah, if it was my child I I would be okay with him spending the rest of his life behind bars or cuz if somebody killed you, yeah, no, I'm going for them for life. Yeah. Go for life. But At some point, don't we want the system to rehabilitate them? At what point are we just throwing these people
0: away? Which I feel like if they're still dangerous to society, obviously keep them in prison. But is this kid who kind of panicked and killed somebody when he was 14, is he now still dangerous? According to his lawyer,
1: he's been a model prisoner. The entire time. I'm sure he has. He hasn't. I mean, going to prison and sentenced as an adult when you were 14. Did
0: he go to, like, adult prison at 14? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He... You can... You can actually watch his resentencing hearing and hear what... Because I was moved by both. I was moved by Maddie Clifton's mother talking about her little girl. And I, I understand both sides because really in this case and in all murder cases both families lose right so but there's a chance for this guy to do some good in society so shouldn't he get that chance I mean he has the chance for parole in like two years so that's
0: something or three Uh, sorry even the fact (laughs) that they are four or five (laughs) the fact that they now have even granted him parole is a step forward Mm -hmm. but yeah, I can't even imagine them sentencing him to life in prison without parole at age fourteen. Like, what were they thinking in that courtroom? They were
1: probably thinking what I was, what you were thinking initially—that this is a brutal, unnecessary murder. Oh, yeah, but
0: it, they didn't take into account that he's fourteen. Right. That's that's what you his know, mother, his mother was saying. I I wish that there was like a sentence where they could be like we're going to put you in prison until we think that you have learned your lesson. You know what I mean? Or like until we think that you're capable of functioning outside without, but then also it's like, if they do let him out, does he, like, did he pursue education in prison? Is he, Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's like,
1: yeah, he's been educated and he did what he could through the prison system. And he, it's, it's actually really sad. I highly suggest it's killer kids. Season two, episode one. It's sad but you can see him talk about the resentencing trial and the judge starts talking and then they cut you off with a like narrative with his narration before they get to him and he says I think it took about 30 seconds before I knew that the judge was going to give me life again that like so and oh wow yeah so because the judge was trying to rationalize
0: it the same way that we are like it's hard because on mm-hmm. one hand you brutally murdered this little girl Mm -hmm. and like you definitely need to pay for that but on the other hand you're like a tortured 14 year old kid
1: it's yeah it's really strange because i mean yeah life was hard for life's hard for everybody at at 14 and 15 but like i didn't kill anybody yeah but i also didn't have the circumstances that he had and i guess if i was that afraid I'm not going to say I might have because I don't think that I would have. but
0: Yeah, but you don't know what his like mental state was or anything like that at the time because I'm sure that that wasn't taken into account.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that the amount of fear that he was... I mean, he probably feared for his own life. And yeah. in which case, he decided, okay, so this is, this is the choice I have to make. Yeah.
0: Which, I mean, if I were him, I would have just been like... Right, you got to go now. My dad's coming home. Like, see ya. Like, I'm sorry I hit you in the face. But like, bye.
1: Yeah, I think he feared that like Maddie would get home and it would be like a black eye and then they would come over and he would get in trouble for it. But yeah. So it it doesn't warrant murder. It doesn't. But he knows that. It's not yeah. like... So when he took the stand, he started by saying like, there's nothing that I could say that would be an apology enough and stuff like that. But at what point do we... I don't know. I just think that if the prison system is meant for rehabilitation, which it was, unless we're just faking it and just throwing people away. Which, yeah, because which we might be. I
0: mean, these judges like I don't want to say that all of them are like this, but once the trial's over and like they sentence this kid or whatever, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Like they're not mm-hmm. they're not sitting in prison like watching this kid suffer you know what i mean so it's easy for them to make a decision like killed somebody okay like you're in prison for the rest of your life tough luck kid
1: yeah and it's really it's hard because it's like two mothers lost their children right and it's it's not it's not that he didn't do anything wrong he did
0: it's that he served time for it but should he serve the rest of his life for it? and when you think about it most murderers when they are sentenced to life are already how old yeah i mean he's, if you
1: think about ice man ice man was already in his 80s right
0: and so and he was definitely way more notorious of a killer than this kid oh yeah i'm not talking about guys like that guys I'm like saying, that like mm-hmm. if you're a if you're ice man or ted bundy or well, i guess he was sentenced to death or van brett or Watkins. He's somebody that's older and but this kid is gonna if he spends life in prison it will be like one of maybe the longest Mm -hmm. prison sentence that every anybody has ever received for a decision he made when he was 14. Oh yeah. Like you have to think about the time that they're serving because Iceman, how long did he serve? Not even 18 years of his sentence. Something like that.
1: I think something like that. Not even a lot.
0: And how long has this kid been in prison when he's eligible for parole? You'll say he'll be 39. mm -hmm. He's been in
1: there longer than he's been out.
0: Yeah so Which it's at what point are you going to say like he has served the time that he you know what i mean because
1: yeah because i i fully believe that there's that people can be rehabilitated and you can change and in this instance it, yeah it was a crime of passion it was a huge huge horrible mistake
0: well, that's the but other he's, thing it was a crime of passion it wasn't it was like it was not premeditated it's not like this kid was in his room like Elliot Roger recording videos saying, I'm going to kill this girl and this is how I'm going to do it, and then did it. Right. He was just so afraid. Like, when we think about... Um, when we think about Adrian Shelley's murder, Diego Pico, he that was also a crime of passion. He killed a woman who was a high-profile victim also, mm-hmm. and he was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Yeah. So, so and- wh- why did this kid not get 25 years in prison for... a a second degree murder that was obviously not premeditated and obviously was like a, yeah, that would have, that would have also been enough. I think I, I, it's like, what make, what's the difference between like, why is this, this case all of a sudden life with no parole? Mm -hmm. And I don't like who makes that decision. You know what I mean? Who makes that decision? I don't know. If I were the judge, I don't know that I could look at a 14-year-old kid and say, like, your life is over. Oh, I for Even sure couldn't do is. that. it is.
1: Depending on what the crime was. I mean, yes, it was horrible and it shouldn't have happened at all, but... It did. And he owned up to it. He confessed immediately. It's not yeah. like I mean, he did try to hide it, but he tried to hide it like any 14 year old kid would try to hide anything.
0: Yeah. Like a 14 year old kid would try to hide like what the drugs that he or bought or like the alcohol he stole from his parents liquor cabinet.
1: Like, yeah. So he but but he served time and he's remorseful. And that's the thing is yeah. that like, no, you were never going to get any remorse out of Ted Bundy or John Wayne Gacy or Iceman. You were never going to get them to rehabilitate. That's who they are. This kid made a mistake. Yeah. He doesn't need to be locked up
0: for the rest of his life. Uh, yeah, he's definitely had a lot of time to think about it, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's what prison is. And this was the argument that I made yesterday to, to my dad. Is that, you know, when you put a kid in a timeout, when they stop misbehaving, you let him out of the timeout.
0: Right. So... So uh, I just I don't know I'm I understand the
1: Clifton's feelings right in like, their anger but like Sandra Adams said murder
0: their ki- their child but yeah exactly Sandra, Sandra Adams, Adams and her whole forgiveness like
1: yeah you can't carry that around this hate around then, because then you're ending you're ending another life for your daughter's life and I can't purport to speak for Maddie Clifton but I don't know that she'd want somebody else. To lose their life.
0: Yeah, I don't know, and it's like, because if Josh could do good outside of prison, I mean, if he was given the opportunity, if he was given the opportunity, I don't know who would, like, it's so, like, I don't know who would hire him or what jobs would take a murderer. You know, well, he could,
1: he could work as a counselor for other kids with abusive parents. He could work to help kids control their emotions in this, in the way that he couldn't, he could help prevent
0: somebody else's murder
1: or somebody else's
0: mistake. That's true. Yeah. And like, why not give him that opportunity if he's not dangerous, right? He's definitely been in prison for a long time. And, um, like the whole forgiveness thing, it's like, if you're are still not forgiving him and you're still, stuck on this it's like they the murderer wins you know what I mean yeah because then it, it consumes your life too and mm-hmm. it consu- you know what I mean and it's when you can forgive them that I feel like you it sounds so cheesy like you can like set yourself free when you
1: right it sounds forgive. cheesy but I think that if if I if I was murdered and I hope that doesn't happen It'd that be a
0: great podcast <laughs> I'm just kidding. you guys could
1: have a great podcast episode but I wouldn't want people to be to dwell on it forever obviously i'd love to be remembered but i wouldn't want you to dwell on revenge or hate because that's not that's not what i like feeling
0: so and it's not like what you are living for when you're alive right um i feel like when we lose people we need to live our lives as they would have continued to live theirs that's a beautiful way to put it thank you (laughs) so i don't know would maddie clifton want her parents to be living on angry at this 14 year old kid for the rest of their life i don't know i i again i can't
1: i can't speak for her right but i wouldn't want that um i know i know it definitely tore the family apart
0: right I mean, as any murder would. As any
1: murderer would, but it tore it tore two families apart. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to continue keeping one child from his mom, you know?
0: Yeah. And I know I always talk about it non-Syed, but it's also, it's like the same thing, even though, you know, we don't even think he really did it. Right. But this 17-year-old kid is going to spend the rest of his life in prison for a second degree non-premeditated attack.
1: Yeah, that's it's uh, I don't understand how some people make their decisions because there are some people like like if I was a judge and I got faced with I keep going back to him, but he's just the most evil person I can ever think of. Iceman. you, You for sure lock that guy away, throw away the key. Yeah, for sure. That guy is evil. No question about it. But. Like I said, in the Adnan episode, there were tons of doubt, not a shadow of a doubt. There were like whole dark fields of doubt in that case. Right. So there was no reason he should have been thrown in jail in the first place, but also not
0: premeditated. Yeah. I mean, and there's obviously a lot like sometimes Jay would say, oh, he said he was going to do it this day. You know, we don't really know a lot about what actually happened. But I mean, it's the same thing. It's Mm -hmm. like he's three years older than this kid and now he's in in life. Life prison in prison, life. that's
1: the rest of... And I'm not saying that some people don't do things that earn life. Like, had Elliot Rogers not taken it into his own hands and killed himself, he would have been a really great candidate for life in prison. Yeah, like,
0: I was going to say, like, that... Or life in a psychiatric the, Yeah, like, he obviously in. needed help, too. Like He needed help, but he was getting does, it? When does prison become a place that we just throw people that need mental help?
1: hmm like well, there are um mental health facilities like the one in Beacon. There's there's a prison on one side of the of 84, and then there's like the criminally insane right place on the other side. And that's that place. First of all, looks really nice. It looks awesome. I think that place looks super cool.
0: <laughs> but like those p- rehab commercials, where it looks like a resort. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a oh, I love
1: those commercials. <laughs> where the one commercial where the guy goes, I used to be an addict. Now I'm not. <laughs> and then have you seen that Vine where the guy? <laughs> The guy, I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent, guys, there but it's go. fine. And then the guy, like, plays that. I we used to be an addict. Now I'm not. And then the Viner comes in and goes, I was going to put this iron inside of me. Now I'm <laughs> not. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, but that's how the addict guy sounds. Just yeah. like, now I'm not. Are you yeah. kidding me? What the hell? Like, you came to this special
0: resort, and now you're not addicted to drugs? Okay. Yeah. You're still an, always an addict. <laughs> I don't know.
1: That was so counterintuitive to the point that we're making. I know, I'm so sorry, <laughs>
0: but uh, I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of times people that are mentally ill that commit crimes just end up sitting in a prison cell mm-hmm. and not being able to be rehabilitated because a lot of prisons don't do the rehabilitation that some of these people need
1: right like Aaron Hernandez he didn't get the help that he needed right and
0: somebody like that should have had rehabilitation
1: yeah or the I I can't say this for a fact but I think maybe if the guards had been doing their job and had not let him get his hands on those drugs maybe he wouldn't have gone as crazy as he did in the cell but I you know I can't say what might have happened but I know they didn't help But it's, it's a problem because these people aren't getting the help that they need. Yeah. They're just being thrown away like garbage. Again, we're just throwing these people away. And it's
0: like, yeah, they're human beings. And again, it's the people that make these decisions that don't even like, they're not sitting there watching these people Mm -hmm. like waste away their life in prison for a mistake they made. You know what I mean? It's out of sight, out of mind. They are quick to say, oh, you're spending your life in prison, but they don't think about what it would be like. Mm hmm. If it, they were in their shoes, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, and they don't. I don't think a lot of us think about. We frequently think about the victim and the victim's family, but we don't really think about in this case the the suspect or the the murderer's family. Yeah, I hate to call um, him a murderer, but that is. I mean, that that's is what, what he happened. Is. But. It You know, it's really hard for them, too. I know that if anybody in my family killed anybody, I would immediately be like, no, no. Yeah, and, like, I can't
0: even imagine being that mom finding... Finding the body, yeah. Like, you're going in your son's room, like, clean up laundry, and you're like, oh, shit. That's actually how she
1: found Yeah, She, like, thought that it was a sock, and then she, like, pulled on it, and, like, it didn't... Yeah. Yeah, this poor mom was just... I mean, I... Really love because some moms will be like, oh, we got to cover this up. She was like, oh, shit. Going across the street. Like, (laughs) yeah. Thank God. (laughs) So she I mean, they all except for the dad who sounds like an abusive asshole. They all seemed like just regular people that had this horrible mistake happen.
0: And I keep calling it a mistake
1: because he didn't.
0: But it was a mistake. Yeah. Like, of course, it was a huge mistake. Like,
1: yeah. And he didn't. He didn't have to go back and finish it, but he thought for sure that his life, it was either his life or hers. And again, not trying to justify what he did, but
0: he, he owned up to it. And again, he's 14. Like when you're 14, like every little thing that happens is the end of the world. Oh yeah. So it would be easy for a 14 year old brain to overreact and think, Mm -hmm. my dad's going to kill me. That's
1: what, there are other children out there that have committed crimes at fourteen, there's one I I think her name is Maggie Leppert. And she worked with a her boyfriend was twenty two, she was fifteen. Mm-hmm. And they murdered like a sixty something year old man in Florida. She's call also called the blue eyed devil. But she was sentenced oh, to shit. life because and you can like look up her police interviews mm-hmm. and you can hear a fifteen year old girl like giggling in the tapes talking to the police and it sounds crazy but she really I mean she talks about it now and I think she's 19 ish now maybe I can't really remember exactly her dates but she's older now and she talks about how yeah when you're 14 and 15 you know right from wrong but you don't like mm-hmm. you know the basics of right and wrong, but also your hormones are going so crazy that you just think
0: yeah, and you're you still know, learning.
1: She thought that like this guy was coming to sweep her off her feet, and they were gonna live a magical fairy tale life together, and he wanted her. And then they murdered this guy. I, I think they wanted the guy's point was to steal the guy's car. I don't know, but in Killer Kids, they asked her what her reaction will be if she gets life and this girl didn't change didn't blink an eye immediately goes i'm going to kill myself i'm going to kill myself and it's sad but that's what's going to happen and oh i God. was blown it's it's sad but every there's another one crystal mist mestus who was also all these kids if you watch killer kids they're all or kids life or parole there's a ton of shows about them that have life and they just they're just stuck behind bars and a lot of them like crystal maestas her crime is really 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 intense and the guy she was with has life definitely deserved life but she like she like lit the body on fire
0: holy crap
1: but she later claim- claimed she was afraid for her own life, which I can also understand if you just yeah. watched this guy beat him up. But the prosecutor in that case said, you know, you had multiple instances where you could have just called the police. Mm-hmm. Or you could have mm-hmm. just, you know, they asked Maggie that too. They were like, oh, you could have just walked out of the house. And she was like, yeah, I could have. But if you're so scared at 14 or 15... I don't know. There are a lot of different instances that I think should <laughs> should be considered when you're sentencing someone to life. I mean, yeah. Diego Pilko, Pil- 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 P- Pico. Pico didn't get life. And he straight up murdered somebody.
0: Yeah, as an adult. As an adult. Well, he was 19, but... I mean, that's an adult. An adult. I mean, a young adult. But he but only gets still. 25 years. These kids are even younger. And it's like, I think what like bothers me so much about it is like, the without the possibility of parole part. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. parole is supposed to be, with, uh, we're going to the... re-examine this and see if you've changed. And if you haven't, then you're staying away. How can you tell me that a 14-year-old is getting sentenced to life without the possibility of parole?
1: Yeah, it's completely taking away the idea of rehabilitation right. without parole. Because Which... what's
0: the point of rehabilitating him if he's going to stay in prison?
1: Right. So I that's my biggest problem is that we're not even pretending to try to rehabilitate these people anymore. Yeah. We're just... And that's not saying they all can be like I've mentioned before. There are some people lock them up, throw away the key, or just straight up fry them. But I don't know. There's a lot of different issues that come into this particular discussion. But mostly I just think it's sad that the prisons are... The prison system, first of all, with the exception of California, which is just making great moves as a state is private so people make money off of these prisoners and different companies make money off of these prisoners for each prison so it really it's not about rehabilitation anymore and that's what sucks is that it should be it should not be about throwing away a life for a life that's just more waste yeah we could get we could get more help with um i don't know solving our political problems or our healthcare issues or i don't know who knows what these people could do
0: yeah they know. just
1: have tons of time on their hands you know what i do with tons of time in my hands nothing <laughs> straight up nothing these people yeah. might be
0: learning something and be able to help us yeah and it definitely i feel like i didn't even think about the fact that people are making money off of these people in prison because mm-hmm. everything my mom always well i guess not always says that'd be kind of strange if she would like it was like her catchphrase (laughs) yeah but uh she said once that like everything in life is either about money or sex she's so right and it's so true oh yeah oh my god and it's like yeah yeah like it's probably about money
1: it's definitely about money for the prison system and it's sad because these are people's lives that they're just taking away uh, for like free labor it's yeah it's really gross and i think that some of them have a chance to come back into society and can really do that and we should the problem isn't just the prison system though because there are so many i'm gonna go back to that show that i referenced so many episodes ago the killer speaks <laughs> i knew it
0: was gonna be the killer speaks. where
1: because every single forens- forensic psychiatrist that talks about these prisoners Believes they're lying. One woman was sobbing her eyes out. About this crime that she. Had committed with a man she thought. Was the love of her life. And they were still like. Uh, I don't really believe she's sorry at all. She's sorry for being caught. But like if you're not even going to.
0: Believe people right. when they're
1: rehabilitated.
0: Then what is the point. And I mean definitely. If you are going to. Rehabilitate and release a prisoner. That's committed something like this. You need to like double and triple check that they really are ready oh yeah like there needs to be multiple professionals evaluating them and all that stuff because you you never know it could be somebody that's a really good actor that's gonna say i'm sorry when they're not you know what i mean yeah yeah she could have
1: been acting and i might just not have picked it up but you can couple that with their their behavior in prison right. obviously if Van Bert Walken says sorry and then goes and lights somebody on fire he's he's not sorry he he would do it again he well, just did so, like, so
0: sorry and then says it's not over ray i'm coming <laughs> for you oh yeah so, that
1: actually is what he says in the episode <laughs> yeah but it's like he, uh, okay but You're again my argument with him too is just like you know what you Let's know like us. when they're like release the weapon just really, yeah. i don't want ray caruth on our team but so <laughs> But with him, yeah, there's there's for sure no way, no way he's getting paroled. There's I mean, they're going to watch that episode and be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: okay, well, we know exactly what you would do. Right. So. But then it's like, "How? I mean, what is this kid's name again? Josh Phillips." Josh Phillips. Poor Josh Phillips because uh, I can't even I can't even imagine I know that his decision was like, much greater than anything I ever decided when I was 14. But I can't even imagine, like, still dealing with and still paying for a bad decision I made when I was 14.
1: Right. Yeah. That's, that I think is the bigger problem. He's going to live with this decision for the rest of his life. He's never going to forget Maddie Clifton. He's never going to forget the choice he made on that day. Yeah.
0: And even if he is released, still going to, haunt him probably
1: oh yeah he's gonna be haunted for the rest of his life so but does that mean that he shouldn't be able to live the rest of his life because I don't think that if he hasn't shown any violent tendencies in prison who's to say he will when he's out and I mean you can't and until you give him a chance his his lawyer actually uh, in the resentencing hearing said we're not talking about him Walking out the doors tomorrow. We're talking about him serving like another 20 years. And then like 5 to 10 years of probation. Like there's. There's a lot of years he still has to serve. Yeah. So it's. Again it's not like we're just going to. Flip that one switch in Arkham Asylum. And let everybody out you know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So it's like all right, sentence him to life. But. You can't take parole off the table for a 14 year old kid. Yeah. It's it's when there are people that have murdered people as adults that are getting out of prison. Ray Caruth is out of prison. Ray Caruth, yeah, Ray Caruth is really out of prison think walking that this around. This kid is more dangerous than Ray Caruth.
1: Also, no. No, I don't think that because Ray Caruth has threatened multiple people. For sure killed one. Yeah. But yeah, I I I don't know what the answer is here. There's really no answer to this debate. Yeah. Except I guess I mean, de the prisons. That that would be step one. Go California. <laughs> yeah. Um. We'll see how it works out for California, I guess. And then
0: maybe. What state is Josh Phillips in? Florida. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's the state with the the least chance of changing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever Googled? I'm sorry. This is. I guess this is like a caboose. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. We've had a pretty good discussion. Have you ever Googled Florida man and then your birthday?
1: No. Oh, yes I totally have! <laughs> yes I have. And the story oh wait. You can just you so can Google mine after. Yeah,
0: so Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple for for mine, I think. Florida man killed by world's most dangerous bird. I wanna know what the world's most dangerous bird is. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, there's a better Florida one. Florida man high on Flakka has sex with Tree and calls himself Thor.
1: I like that they added in the calls himself Thor. That wasn't necessary <laughs> to the crime
0: <laughs> or anything. That's, oh, excuse me? Uh, Florida man arrested in Naples Olive Garden while intoxicated and shoveling spaghetti into his mouth why
1: was he arrested oh my god
0: this is April oh but it happened on April 15th yeah this was my birthday
1: but why was he arrested
0: is it illegal to be intoxicated in an Olive Garden and shovel spaghetti into your mouth Uh, he looks like he has some head lacerations from this photograph Um, he had apparently been asking patrons for money outside and shouting expletives and then went inside, and they let him inside the Olive Garden after that? <laughs> okay, that one's on Olive Garden. That one's for <laughs> sure their fault. This guy told he them... He began hitting his head against the metal cage of the Cars petition and cut his head. That's what happened. Oh, my God. And he was released on a $2,000 bond. Do we really think that Josh Phillips is this more dangerous than this man? <laughs> this dangerous
1: man was at Olive Garden, and Josh Phillips hasn't done anything since he was 14. Granted... That thing that he did when he was 14 was murder.
0: But (laughs) this Olive Garden man was for sure. This this is the one I (laughs) Florida man. This is for Shelby's Florida man screaming about vampires allegedly sets fire in his own house. (laughs) This is amazing. A 64 year old man from Daytona Beach, Florida was arrested after allegedly setting his own house on fire and then running around the neighborhood with a weapon after screaming about vampires. They (laughs) always
1: do like a regular crime like arson or I don't know. Public intoxication, and then add something ridiculous.
0: Florida man locks keys in car to keeps cops from searching it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't search my car if you can't get in. You <laughs> found the loophole in the system. Oh my god! <laughs> what's, my, what's the next one? Uh, That's the, the vampire vampires. One. Florida man arrested after allegedly trying to electrocute his estranged wife. Whoa. Oh, she was pregnant, too.
1: Oh, uh, what the hell?
0: Fuck you, Michael Wilson.
1: Why can't you just be a non-existent father? Like, just don't be present. Yeah, right. Don't murder people. Just be a deadbeat dad. Well, well that's Florida Man. Um, Go ahead and Google Florida Man and then put in your birthday. And hold then on one more.
0: Florida oh. Man busted for using a remote-controlled license plate to evade tolls because Florida. What's a remote-controlled license plate? I don't oh oh it's a license plate cover that uses a, rem- a remote control and like you press the button and it covers your license plate and then you press it to get it uncovers. those it. those should be illegal so yeah I guess <laughs> tr- I didn't even know that was a thing I mean either that's crazy I mean because uh, he doesn't want to get tolls so if they oh. can't take a picture of his license plate through the toll booth then he can't get charged that's, that's so crazy.
1: smart Holy crap! That's th- that's a really smart he thing to do. that idea that's <laughs> nuts. He's a genius. But go ahead and Google Florida man and then plug in your birthday and let us know what comes up. Yeah. Because I'd love to hear your Florida man yeah, story. Yeah. You
0: should you should send your Florida man story mm-hmm. either to our Instagram at Crime or to our website. Oh, I guess you can't send it to our website. You we should go to our website. DA. You can comment. Oh, okay. So yeah. comment it on the website. D E A drunk crime blog, or you can email it to us at deaddrunkpod at gmail Also, we still have merch. I'll put the link in the show mm. notes. You can get our our logo on some cool stuff. And
1: let us know what you think about Josh Phillips and the other minors that are sentenced to life. Yeah, I would love to still get
0: more opinions on this cause because
1: because I'd shit. love to know what you guys think. Do you think rehabilitation is possible? Do you think that People that commit horrible crimes once as a mistake or an accident or out of passion have a chance to come back into society or life for a life. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Also, what do you think? Should we do more discussion? Yeah, I was going to say, please let us
0: know how you (laughs) felt about this format. I kind of liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I had fun. So, yeah, just let us know if you want to hear our opinions or if you think we are stupid and just want to hear us read about murder
1: or if you have something you want us to discuss we would be happy to discuss and not offer solutions to more of the world's problems
0: we'll pretty much do anything that you ask us
1: well uh, let's not go that far
0: bye mom